Okay. Good morning, gentlemen. Here we go. We're on 103B. We're four lines from the bottom. Omar Rava. So uh, how do we come out? Yesterday we began the subject of a condemned shoe. If a shoe is in a house that's condemned, it becomes also forbidden. Uh, and uh, we talked about one in quarantine and one that's condemned. I said, what's the problem? Just use hand sanitizer, you know. <laughs> but uh, so that's the, uh, maybe not, that's right. So, Omar Rav, Hilkasa. So, Allah is the following. Echad sandal hamusker, whether it's, the, conde- uh, the quarantine sandal, the echad sandal shemuchlet, or whether, no, it's, it's, it's got the fully condemned. The echad sandal shavodos kachavi. Or, if it's a, um, a shoe that was used with an idol, we'll see what Rashi says in a second. Lo tachlet. You shouldn't use it uh, for chalitza, im chalitza, and if you did, bidiyevet kliyatzak shera. Now, there's another kind, uh, other sets of shoes. Let's say this is your offering. You're offering a shoe up to an idol. Or, or it's a real condemned city. Or, this is only one a little bit different. Uh, you'll never guess what this is. This is uh, for, if you're for burial. You want to put a shoe, a footsie, on, uh, um, uh, to, put, to create for a person who's, you know, for shrouds. Really? I thought they only do... Body. They, they don't go barefoot, do they? I don't think they do. Uh, Aren't they barefoot? I think they, they have to go Oh, yeah, I, ha- I wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah that's not a Cohen thing. <laughs> that's right. I wouldn't know either. Oh, so, oh, yeah? so what if you want to... Yeah, he does. He works with So what if you want to borrow one for Chalitza? They won't need it, right? Or, you know, so that's what we're saying is that uh, you should... Low Tachlitz. You shouldn't use it for Chalitza. No, no, it's, it's linen. No, I'm... I'm uh-huh. Oh, it's got another problem. All right, you want another problem. Yeah. Uh, and if you did, then it's no good. Let's see, Rashi, though, what exactly is an idle shoe? Two lines from the bottom. No, most shoes are idle. They go nowhere. Right, that's right. Um, actually, not two lines. Uh, let's do, Rashi is, uh, let's, it's the last skinny line. The idol, you put it on the foot of the idol. It's like a doll. It goes on, the idols have to have, if the idol has a foot, so it gets a, a shoe on its foot. Like now, a like a boot, right. Also, when you carry it from one place to another, uh, you put on the idol shoe. Um, let's continue on in Rosh. Let's look shape. Yeah. Let, uh, first wide line. Uh, it's good. Mukhlet, like we said before, even when you're required to burn it, it's still called uh, a shoe or a clothing. And it's, we didn't say that you learn it out directly. It's, it's, you see from there that it's still called a shoe, even though it's a shoe you've got to burn. It's really made for transport. It doesn't have to be burnt. So our question is this. Isn't an idle shoe also condemned? And if it's condemned, it's worth nothing. So you can't do a chalitza with nothing. In other words, it might look like a shoe, but that's a fantasy. This, if this shoe is condemned, the mitzvah is to go and destroy it. So it's considered like no shoes. So how could an idle shoe be worse? So Rashi says an interesting thing here. The Isle Takanta, uh, you, you have a fix, the bitto. You could, uh, you could have the owner nullify it and say, well, I no longer worship this. And then it, it would still be, have a value. In other words, there is a way. David HaMelech, the... Uh, when he had his army, they captured a lot of the idols of the enemy. 
And they used to use very expensive material for the idols, gold and silver and gems. They, some, of the, some of the pagans liked to have expensive idols, expensive toys. So, and it would be a shame to like, throw all that out. So he had a um, non-Jew on staff who would nullify the idols for him. In other words, he would buy them and then spit on them and step on them and say, ah, this is dirt. Great, now we can keep it. That's called uh, bitter. Only if it had a din of an Irani dachas could you not do that. Correct, right. correct. Right. So, are they hefker after they've been right. yeah, and that's why Well, they have to be deconsecrated. Uh, and it has to be de-idled. Once it's de-idled, then you could benefit and from I, it. And a Jew can't do it? Only the non-Jew can correct. de-idle it? Correct. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But, but when they capture that in war, mm-hmm. is it hefker? How do they transfer yeah. So it's hefker. Yeah, it's part, it's part of the spoils of war. I got you. And then this non-Jew can... Deconsecrate it. That's right. And so... Right, so that's what Rashi's saying here about the shoe, is that it can be deconsecrated. So if it couldn't be deconsecrated, then, then you've got to just burn it. You couldn't use it for it. But here, Rashi, that's the, there seems to be um, the imishum isra no. Now, but there's a different problem, is that until it's deconsecrated, you can't use it. You've got to, you, it's forbidden. He's so, putting value to it, though. Yeah, After it's, it's deconsecrated, it's a value. It's a value that it has, to, right, yeah. But Rashi says, why can't, but it hasn't been deconsecrated yet, so how can you use it? He says, because love hanahu, the mitzvah love lahenis nitnu. That's a famous discussion, whether a mitzvah is to benefit from it or not. It's just interesting that Rashi throws that in over here. Okay, back to the Gemara as we turn to uh, today's page. So, uh, again, so some shoes, some of these shoes you could use if they have some value, if they're considered uh, a garment, and some you can't. Um, Three lines from the top. What is it about a shoe made for a very old person about to die? The answer is that shoe is no good because it wasn't made for walking. In other words, you didn't take it off the dead body. It was made for the dead body. Okay, correct. I'm not sure. Then you have a problem. It's tummy anyway. Okay, okay, maybe. uh, But uh, it's not made for use. That's yeah. the assumption here. Right. It's not made for walking. It's not a walk. It doesn't have a soul. Doesn't have a. That's it the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't planning that. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't. It, I wouldn't recommend walking in it. So that's why it's no good because you need a shoe. Here is defined by something made for walking, and this is made out of respect. So if that's true, if you've ever seen a chalitza shoe, it's not, it's not like, um, it doesn't look very comfortable. <laughs> it's not made for walking. It's not made for a stroll. He said, let's say you're in the rabbi's office over there and you happen to borrow the shoe for a little bit. If, you, if the messenger of the court would use it, would anybody mind? In other words, in theory, you could. Whereas uh, something that's meant for tachrikin, you can't just borrow and, and, and use that's, uh, that people would mind. Uh, but this, um, uh, this, uh, this uh, in other words, even though it's not made for necessarily running or using as a shoe, in theory it could be used as a shoe. Whereas the shoe for the respect, that one is not made for a shoe. Okay, new mission. Let's say you did it at night. It, it, the, the wording implies it's not ideal, but it would work. Uh, next. Uh, Rebbe Lazar Puzzle, he says it's no good. Bismol, use the left shoe. Chalitza Puzzle, it's no good. Rebbe Lazar Makshri, he says it is good. Okay. You shall see all these uh, things. So what's the argument over here? It seems to be a big argument here about nighttime and about the left shoe. So maybe this is the argument. The Mar Savar Makshini Rivim 
There's another area of halacha called nega, plagues. Plagues, you can do the right ear, the right toe, and it has to be, it has to be seen during the daytime. Those are certain halachas. So, and the laws of um, uh, Rivim, the laws of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of, of uh, discussions of inheritance and arguments and uh, which brother gets it, these, all, these fit into the, those laws are next to the laws of plagues. So just like the laws of plagues, they're only done during daytime, and just like they're only done, we, we always use the right. Here also, we always use the right. Omar said, no, lo makshina read. We don't make that comparison. So is that the argument here? So the Umar says, um, uh, no, the, the, let's just do the Rashi. Where is it that rivim? The word riv means uh, two opinions, two discussion, like an argument. Three lines from the top, when they're going, kol riv, the kol nega. The verse says, any debate about ownership, and chalitza at the end of the day is a debate about who inherits. Any riv, a kol nega, my negoim riasim bayom, just like negoim got to be by day, exib biyom, harizbo, afribim biyom. But chalitza didn't who the goiva ksuva. He says a chalitza, you collect a ksuva. There's a monetary component. So therefore, it should also have to be by day. And the other opinion is not. Is that the argument? I'm saying, but Bezdin is never open at night, are they? Well, you don't need Bezdin, but you do need three. Uh, well, could Beisden be open at night for Chalitza? That's the question. <laughs> if Beisden, if, if that's the opportunity they get to do it, would they open up at, could they open up at night for Chalitza? So uh, is that the argument where I said? No, not necessarily. Really, you don't have to say that they are, are exactly the same in this regard and make a hekish. Because if that were true, you couldn't even finish it at night. The whole thing has to be during daylight. But so, and here, you're allow, everybody agrees you're allowed to finish the Gemar din at night. Um, uh, by din mamanus, if, if there's an argument, the base din's allowed to finish up at night. Now, what happens if they have the whole discussion and they're getting ready for the conclusion and the sun sets? So the Allah is by din mamanus, you can have the Gemar din at night. So if, it, it must be, it's clear, that's not the same as the, uh, as the plagues. There, you can't do any of it uh, by day. Uh, Rashi brings this rule, by the way. If you do gemar din nami lo, v'anan tanan din imamadus donin bayom v'gomer belayla. Gemar in Sanhedrin says clearly that you're allowed to conclude the case at night. You're allowed to announce the conclusions and finish up. If you basically are done, you could finish up by night. Now, if if it were totally the same as uh, viewing a plague, you couldn't finish up at night. So clearly, that's not our argument. So then, what is our argument? Uh, this is the argument. Mar sabr chalitza kikilis din dami. The chalitza is the start of the case. If it's the beginning of the case, it's got to be by day. If it's the end of the uh, case, then it's got to be by night. It, it's kind of like a conclusion. It's not really a... It's the finishing off. Are you going to marry her, or are you going to um, uh, do the uh, chalitza? Rabbi Barakia Kistoy Avat Uvda Bamuki. Now, he did the following. He did a chalitza, and he did three things wrong. Let's see. First of all, he did it Bamuki. He used Muki shoes, felt shoes. Number two, Bayachid. He only had one rabbi there. And, or it could even be there was no rabbi. He allowed it, permitted it, just by the Yavim and the Yavama. Ubalayla, he did it at night. So he did three, three Kedushim, three extreme rules. Omar Shmuel, Shmuel said, Kama Rav Guver Kehidoi. Wow, wow, how great is that man that he did like uh, he was, he, he could follow those, those uh, individual opinions. So if you wouldn't have Rashi, again, you might say, wow, he's giving him a compliment. Rashi, Belushing and I, Amru. 
What's the matter? <laughs> this guy's a, this guy's the, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, today you have to be very careful. They have these computer programs that if you're looking for a Hector, it'll tell you, you know, like you can find like, you know, like that one opinion somewhere at one time said one thing, you know, it's a, it's okay. You know, that's a, you, and yet he still may have had his name in the Gemara. Right. So, uh, yeah, but you don't want the Rashi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, oh, oh my gosh. So, uh, why, why did he find it a problem? Because if it was the issue of not using leather for the Shalitha shoe, Stamatanya, there is a Stam Mishnah that agrees with that. And E, Laila, and if it's about doing it at night, Stamatanya, there's a Mishnah that agrees with that. Ele, Yachid, Kakashale. The question was doing it without the formal Beisdin. Um, how could he do it alone without, without a formal, uh, at least five people or three people? How did he do that? So the Morris said, the Yechidi Ktani, where do we see there's only one opinion that's good? It's none. Let's say you had two or three based in members. And one of them gets thrown out. One of them's a relative. You, that's no good. You have to have a full kosher court. Uh, that's Reb Shimon, Reb Yochanan, Makshir, and they say it's no good. Umaisa, and there was a story. He and she were in jail together, the Yavam and the Yavama, and no one else was there. And they did the Chalitzo, and they brought the Hikshir. So the only one who said it was kosher was Rebbe Kiva. So you see, the Omer of Yosef, Numia Omer of Nachman, We don't agree with that opinion that. Uh, um, uh, that, that that was the one that said if one if one of the two or three is no good that it's no good. But the bottom line is uh, that um, it was that that was a little controversial because typically if it's only one opinion that it's good we would go like the majority. So it could be um, really all of these opinions were only was only one rabbi. I saw him that he did it and so that, that was a, the, the, apparently these were all following single opinions that, that was the question um, okay it's, uh, it, it's funny we almost do the opposite we try to do things with a consensus we try to do things that are widely accepted not just one opinion and so that was really why he was uh, what he was uh, questioning mm-hmm. what is that word but or Bamuki, what is that felt, word? felt. Um, Rashi here says Bamuki or It's not leather, but I think we had before that it was a felt shoe. It was a, it was non leather. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, back to the Gemara. So small, we said you can't use the, the left shoe. We we said lechatchila not, but bidiyavid yes. So what's and then uh, uh, there was one one second. We said, so first we said, Bismol, the left shoe is no good, and Rabbi Lazar said it was good. So what's the argument? My time to Rabbana. Why the Rabbana say it's no good? We learn out from the foot of the leper. My Lahol is over there. It's got to be the right foot. That's where he puts out the big toe. Afkan, be Yamin. Torah is always with the right. So here also, got to be a right shoe. For Rabbi Lazar, I. Now, do you mean to say the opinion that says it's good doesn't learn out from its Tanya, Didn't we learn? Uh, what about when it comes to the servant who needs his ear pierced? There was a time where it depended on which ear was, if a man had an ear pierced, it was like, depending on which ear would tell you 
what he was trying to um, accomplish. accomplish. Yeah, today I'm not sure if they have those rules oh, anymore. No, I think they do. Okay. So with the servant, if it's on the right side, that meant that he signed up for a full term. So I don't think it has anything to do with a servant these days. I think they just but which side is it? Or the? <laughs> it used to be left is right and right is wrong. Oh, I see. That was how to remember it. Okay. Okay. So, uh, but anyway, the, if the servant, uh, how do you know the servant has to be the right side? Nemrakan, they say also that when a, a person who does that, it's a sign that they are enslaving themselves to other ideas or foreign things. They, they don't have self-confidence. It's, it's very similar. But anyway, so Nemrakan Ozen, Nemrakan Ozen. Uh, it says ear ear, my lahalan, just like over there, it's got to be the right. Uh, here also, uh, it's got to be the right. So you see, he does learn uh, other dinim. Uh, if he learns out to evid, uh, and and that's a question of mumminess. Is he your servant? Is he not your servant? Where do you where do you pierce the ear? So then, why wouldn't we learn here also that the shoe's got to be the right shoe? So Omra Reb Yitzchak You know, maybe we got the opinions mixed up because it sounds like he does learn out the right. We'd always, we'd rather not assume that they got it mixed up, but that's answer number one. Rabbi says, really, you're not forced to say that. Ozen, ozen, mufna. With the issue of learning out the ear, there's something extra when it mentions the ear of the leper. So something extra means that the Torah didn't need to write it. They wrote it to tell you, in general, whatever the Torah talks ears, it's the right one. By foot, lo mufna, it's not extra. Since it's not extra, so over here, by the, the chalitza foot, it doesn't have to be the... the uh, we don't learn out. It has to be the right one. The kilo mufna my pircha. Now, the, the, even though it's it's not necessarily extra, but we could still learn from it as an example, unless you have a reason to say it would be different. So, it, what would the reason to say it would be different? Uh, in other words, if you find that that you use the uh, the right foot, uh, but for the leper and for uh, why wouldn't you use the right shoe for the uh, the yavam? So the more say, I'll tell you why. Because the leper needs a lot of stuff. It's very complicated. He's got to have. He's got to have all the ingredients. He needs the hyssop and the uh, and uh, the, red the red string, and he needs all the wormwood. And he's got to have everything. So uh, therefore, maybe he needs to have the right also. In other words, certain places the Torah is very technical, very specific. But who says chalitza? You know we. The shoe, which shoe, whatever. What if she's a lefty? What if he's a lefty? Oh, does it matter? What, what if the guy that died was a lefty? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's, the Torah isn't so mockbit on that. But by, by, you, could, you could ask that as a question. Now, if it's extra, then the Torah meant to teach you. But if it's not extra, as long as you could say maybe it's different, then it's not a, a, a direct source. Okay. New Mishnah, Racha. Let's say they did the chalitza, removed the shoe, and she spit. Avulokara, but she, they forgot to do the readings. Those are, those are the three parts of the ceremony. There's the the chalitza, removing the shoe, the spitting, and the reading. So chalitza kshere. If you left out the reading, still good. Karavaracha. Let's say you did the kriya and she did the spit. Avulokhatza, but she forgot to remove the shoe. Chalitza psula. Well, that's obvious. The chalitza is removing. Right. That's right. Okay. In the name. Let's say you did the chalitza and the kriya, but you forgot to spit. So now you can't you can't leave the spit out. That's the that's the that's the fun part. Rebekiva says no chalitza kshera. He says no, it's still good. Okay. So what's the debate about over here as we turn the page? It says thus shall be done. 
like this. Whenever it says like this, that means the Torah is telling you it's got to be like this. You got to do the spit. You got everything there is, is essential. Um, is there is there a proof? That word like this has to do with him, but not spitting is something she does, or or the uh, or the reading. So. Um, Let's see, Rashi. Maybe everything that has to do with his body is essential. She doesn't spit on him. Some people, I mean, she could, but she doesn't, you know, that, uh, it's in front of him, right? So, but it, so. It, what does it mean, ish? So that's what we just saw in Rashi. No, no, no. It has to do with him. The Pasekacha is referring to him, something to do with him. So the part that has nothing to do with him, her spit, maybe it's not essential. Yeah, but she needs to remove his shoe. Yeah, yeah. It's on his foot. But she needs to do it. It's the But to the extent that it's on his foot, that's something to do with him. You're right, but she initiates that. Just like she initiates the Right, but anything that he has to do is essential. Anything that he's involved with, that he, he plays a role. He has nothing to do with the spit. Right. Or the, or right. The so, therefore, if you're learning from there, it's a good argument that kacha means it's essential, but you could limit that to just him and say, well, the spit isn't. Hacheresh and Nechlets. What happens about a deaf mute that gets chalitza, or if he's deaf, or Hacheresh's or Shiev, Shechotza, or let's say he's a kid? He lets up slow, it's no good. That won't work. Um, there, um, Katana Shekholza, what happens if she's the minor? Tiklutz uh, Mishigado. Um, she, she should redo it when she grows up. The Imlo, and if not, it's no good. Let's say you used two or three judges in Nimsechem and Karvo Pussel, and one of them turned out to be no good. And they said, no, it is good, even if one of them's a relative. Um, no, we just quoted this in And once happened, the two people in jail did it between themselves. He said it was good. Let's see the Gemara. If you're going to tell me that the reading is not so essential, if you left out the reading, that's what the Mishnah said. If they left out the reading and they did the spit in the shoe, they're okay. So lefikach, and therefore ilay ve'lemis, a mute shecholzu. If either he or she was mute, chliatzuk both he and she have reading parts, so it's still good. But what about tanan cherish and nechva cherish nechva so what's the reason that the deaf person can't do it? My time, I mean, they can spit, they can remove the shoe. The only problem is they can't really, uh, before Helen Keller, they couldn't read. It wasn't, wasn't normal for them to read. Wait, people can't read for them? The, the actual cholet or chalitas or whatever? No, no, they got to do it, right? The reading is on them, not it's, Besden. Yeah, that's it's right. It's my they just repeat it. It could be, right? It could be they could repeat it. But, uh, but at Acherish, if they can't hear, they can't repeat, right? So, um, so our question is, if we're saying that the words are not essential, and therefore you can use a mute, so what's the problem with the deaf? So Lemurus says, low. It's not because they can't do the Kriya. Really, as we said, the Kriya, if for whatever reason is left out, it's okay. 
The problem is they don't know what's going on. They don't have daya. They have no. They have no clue. So you got to at least know what's going on. So the Morris says, He says, well, if they're mute, they also don't know what's going on. So they could know what's going on. They just got a problem with their speech. But they could be very intelligent. The das could be there. That's right. Um, Ravyana said the problem is that they can't speak. Um, he said the problem is that the Torah says about the Yavim they should say. And uh, here they can't speak. Um, uh, they can't have a shliach kind of a thing? No, no. So we had that before. Even with the Chalitza, you can't have it. You can't, uh, let's say he doesn't want to be there, right? You, you can't, we said that before, that there, there's an extra Pusik. Um, so he wants to say, Lefish Enu Ba'amar Va'amra. The problem is, is because they, uh, they can't speak. So where did he say it? He must have said it on the second part. So it's no good. Now that we've said that he has to be able to talk and she has to be able to talk, and therefore, if they, um, uh, therefore, if if mute people do it, it's no good. But then how could our Mishnah say that you leave the Kriya off, it's okay? We're in a question right now. In other words, we're saying that you can't use mutes. Mutes can't do chalitza. Uh, they, they just, they can't, because they, ha- they can't say the Parsha. So if that's true, why did the Mishnah say you could leave the reading off? The Mishnah said that if you left the reading off, it's okay. And we're saying that a mute, even if they have B'nai it's not okay because they can't say it. The answer is Mesnis and The mission is because of a famous rule of Rebzeira. To Omer Rebzeira, Rebzeira explained, Kola Roy Labila, if you could mix it, ain't Bila Makevisbo, then you don't have to mix it. The Kosha ain't Roy Labila, if you don't have enough to mix it, Bila Makevisbo, then the mixing is no good. If they were capable of speaking and they didn't speak, it's kosher. If they were incapable of speaking, it's not kosher. Meaning that if they could have said it and they didn't, Okay, they're, they're capable of chalitza. But if somebody is incapable of speaking, that's not kosher for chalitza. So this is a famous rule. Um, we'll, we'll do the Rashi on it. It has to do with menachos. Let's see the Rashi. Chalitza p'suah, masnisik tanilo. It's a little bit more than halfway up. Masnisik tanilo korach l'yatsuk sheira. Our Mishnah said you don't have to read. That's Kerib Zayrid. Let's say a person is willing to bring the flower offering, but oil is expensive. And they, don't, they can't afford the oil. So he says, I'm going to bring Samach 61 Esronim. So maybe Basal Bekliachad. He's got to do it in two different vessels because you have to have enough to mix the oil. You can mix 60 things of flour in one vessel. It won't be mixed. The Gemara says, yeah, but it, didn't we learn if you forget to mix it, it's still kosher? Even if it's not mixed, what's the problem? If you could have mixed it and you didn't, it's still kosher. But if it's not enough to mix, then you blew it. It has to be Mitzvah Mincha. 
Yeah. here also. Even though you don't have to read, you have to be able to read. If you're not able to read, then it's no good. So these elims are not roy. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's no good. Even though our Mishnah said, if you left out the Kriya, it is good. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. Now, Rabbi Shran, uh-huh. I could be wrong, but on that dealer with the Menachos, the, the problem is you have a pen and you have too much flour in there, and it, if you start mixing, it'll start falling out. So it's not too little. It's just you had too much in there, too much flour. Too much flour. Okay. Yeah, thank you. I think, think, think it's probably correct, and we will... Definitely research that when we get to Menachos, Hashem. But correct. I, and I, was, I, I, I thought I remember the problem of the oil, but it's, you're right. It's, Rashi's emphasizing you don't have enough space in the pan to mix it. Shokolei avu adishmo. The father of Shmuel sent to Fowler, Yevama shirachacha tiklots. What happens if she jumps the gun and she spits? Uh, it's very good if she wants to prevent Yivam. You know, she's, they, the brother's looking at her and he looks a little sketchy to her. You know, so she, so it's, did she start the process? If she, there's two things that are essential. We said the Kriya is not essential. You've got to be able to speak, but there's the shoe and the spit. So what if you did one? She spits. So, um, you still need Well, you can only do Chalitza. In other words, she's limited. Rashi, Tiklas, the Nifsa the Nifsa Yibam. Now, you can't do Yibam to this lady. The women should learn that a lot. Okay, so, you know, I said the brother's looking at her, you know, he, he wants to get this, you want my husband's money, you know, she spits it. That's enough of an indication that she's not interested. She did half of the process. She did a chalitza. She did. Whoever's present is, is, is like nullified, they can't do chalitza? They, they can't do Yibam now. I mean, Yibam, Yibam. Yeah, correct. None of them can do it right. Meaning uh, right. that if he went so ahead and did it, the Yibam would have, it's, it's like, he was like, a, he was like he married his brother's wife. She's, pr- she's right. protecting yeah. the estate. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly what so, that's right. But our question is, she only did half the process. So, Miklau, you see for him to Ipsile Me'achim, that she makes herself puzzled to be married to any of the brothers. So, money, whose opinion is? Kiva, if it's Revikiva. Hashna might. So, the question here is, if you have something that has multiple things needed and you did one, would that be enough? Do you see that one is enough, doing part is enough? So we'll look well, at it's other... it's not enough, it's in, but it, it started it. It started it, okay. It's enough to, to cut off evil. Right, yeah. right. So let's look at a few other areas of Torah that have more than one requirement and see if you did one, if that accomplishes something. So, umay b'maka mitzvah. Let's talk about a, a mitzvah where you need two things to go on. The ikalameimer, midahavi emurim. The the rule is there's the eating of the uh, korban and the burning of the emurim, the innards. Shem is very kind to us. You know, they they just burn the innards on the altar, stuff you really wouldn't want to eat, right? So, uh, what happens if the rule is like this? Ikalameimer, midahavi emurim. The key less new. If you can't find them, lo ma'achve. It's not essential. The key is new, but if you got them, they are essential. Um, Rebbe Kiva says uh, it's not essential. So uh, why should um, she become no good to the brothers just because of the spit? Let's see Rashi. If you don't have them, let's say they became Tamir or they got lost. Even though 
this is not something important with the man. Um, the, the, I guess the Gemara is really asking that this doesn't have to do with him, the spit. And so maybe it's not such an important part. Um, but we say it is essential, but Revi Kiva says it's not. So um, this, this definitely, if we're saying the spit alone is enough to hold up the whole Yibam process, that's not Revi Kiva. So uh, because over there by the Imurim, um, he wouldn't hold that's essential. So the Mura says, El Rebbe Maybe it goes like Rebbe Lazar. This is a, a, a different halacha. Uh, Both the spit and the shoe are matirim. He says one doesn't work without the other. You need both. Um, over there, the, um, that's, a, that's, a, um, that's another halacha. Um, so there's two other cases, and in both those cases, uh, there are other opinions about the two things. One is with Rebbe Kiva, and one is with Rebbe Eliezer. And in both those cases, the, just one thing alone won't do the, won't do the trick, is not essential. And so we're asking, wh- whose opinion is it over here that the spit alone will make it that she's not eligible for Yivam? Ella Karebi. It must be, we found the opinion in Rebbe. Where's that? That's the third case. Titania. Kisi Atzeres. The lambs for Shavuos, ain't mekachin halechem, ela b'shkita. Along with the lambs come loaves of bread, the shtei halechem. The, the, when you do the lambs, then the bread, you got your shawarma there, then the, then the bread becomes uh, holy. Ketzat, shakt and lishman. Let's say you did the lambs right, v'zorik dam and lishman, and you did the blood lishman. Kiddush halechem, then the bread becomes holy. Shakt and shalol lishman, but let's say you shakted shalol lishma, you didn't realize what they were for. But you did the sprinkling, lo kiddush alechem. Then the blood doesn't go. Shachtan lishman. Let's say you did the shkita right. Vizorik damin shelo lishman. Kaddish ve'enu kaddish divei rabbi. So over there, there's two things that you need. You need the shkita and the zrika, the shachting and the spritzing, and both of them have to be lishma. But one opinion, Rabbi says, if you did one of the two, that's enough. It's sort of holy. So uh, here also, you, you have two things you need. You need the shoe and you need the spit. If you do one of the two, it works. So we're trying to say that we found the opinion that one out of two ain't bad, that at least it's enough that it would, uh, it would uh, no longer be eligible for Yiba. When did we switch from one of the two versus two of the three? Because we said the three, the reading isn't essential. It's well, essential well, that, that they could have read, but if they forgot it and they didn't, it was. But the two were essential. So if the reading is not essential, so here's a, 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 a side issue. Really just if it's really it. not essential, who, why does it have to be Belashen Kaidish? Let me do it in any language. It, it's not essential. Uh, so that's a good... Well, who did we say if you did it didn't in Didn't we say language? that it has to be Belashen Kaidish? We it, well, if you want to do it... The, Right. That's what I'm saying. So if it's not really essential, then why are we mock it on Russian code? I don't know. Would we make them do it over if they do it, read it wrong? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see. Was that just L'Chatzchila? Maybe it was just L'Chatzchila, just ideal. If you do it, it was ideal. But Bidiyevit, I don't know. We'll have to look at that again. That's right. Or Lazar Shimon, they says, no, you need both of them right. So uh, that's really going to be our, our question. Is, is it the fact that she did the spit is that enough to take her out of Yibam? So we said it definitely goes like Rebbe. But now Gemara wants to go back on something we said a minute ago, that like Rebbe Kiva, just doing one thing alone wouldn't take her out of the Yibam option. And we quoted Rebbe Kiva, because over there, 
Is that clear that spit wouldn't be enough to take her out of the running for Yim Vatanya? And that will leave the subject open uh, for tomorrow.